York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jealous for the Nick of Time show. Here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time, man, to, to, to talk about some stuff, man. The Knicks just lost to the Golden State Warriors. And uh, I feel like, you know, we didn't learn our lessons from that Timberwolves game, but we're going to talk about it today. Before you get into that thing, I'm going to introduce my guys, man. First and foremost, we have Mr. Reliable, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Damn right he's in this building, all right? And, of course, you know this man. He's been on uh, the post-game show a few times. He's also one of the hosts for Knicks, Jets, etc. And he's also talked with me a couple of times on the Nick Time show. It is a guy, Alex Tricaster, here to join us, man. What's going on, dog? What uh, What's going on, Jay? What's going on, Ryan? How are you doing today? I, I, in a good mood. I'm in a way better mood than yesterday <laughs> when things was going down live, you know. The Golden State Warriors, they kind of spoiled our our little homecoming because it's been the first game back, uh, you know, for the fans. So it was nice watching the game with actual fans, actual boos, actual cheers. Julius Randle is is treated with, greeted with MVP chance. You know what I mean, Ryan? You know, remember the MVP? Yeah, it was yeah, MVP, MVP chance. Yes, MVP, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw some cool stuff. We saw, we saw um, Walt Clyde Frazier hitting on moms. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> like, there were some things, there was some fun stuff that we saw yesterday. Everything but the win was fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. The New York Knicks lose um, to the Golden State Warriors, 106-114, led by our MVP, first-time All-Star. Julius Randle, who drops 25 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Five of those are on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and his Robin today, or yesterday rather, was Alfred Payton, believe it or not, <laughs> who started out really fast, um, gave you some points, gave you some assists, gave you 20 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. And when you see numbers like that, you automatically think, okay, Alfred Payton Scores 20 points. That's a dub. But that's that's been a trend, right? You, you seen the stats. If Alfred Payton hits five points, five shots or more, the Knicks win. Like that's the thing. But it didn't happen yesterday. So try, try, Alex, man. Let me know what what do you think of this game? What happened, man? Oh man, this game. It started off pretty promising because we went into the half up by four, um, and. They came out flat in the third quarter, man. That was really... It was yeah. just like true Knicks, third quarter of doom. Uh, RJ didn't have it. Bullock didn't have it. D. Rose was the only one on the bench that really had it. So it was going to be a tough game. You know, yesterday uh, for the pregame, I said the Knicks had to score in order to keep up. They score. They got 106 points, but they weren't getting it from everybody. So you knew where it was coming from. It was either going to be Julius Randle. It was either going to be Alfred Payton. Uh, or Derrick Rose. And then everything else, there was just kind of like a lot of forced shots. I mean, 
RJ himself had a couple drives and really bad shots that were very, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a very bad game for RJ. And he took a lot of questionable shots too, especially down the stretch. I just can't get, I just can't get out of my head like the the, the where he pushed the ball, like try to make a transition score and just like it, it just went nowhere. Yeah, you know, he, like he got the foul, but yeah. it just went nowhere. Yeah, yesterday, man, that was the worst RJ game I've seen of the season. For, for me, you know, and there's been games where he's gone old for whatever from three. Um, and, you know, he just missed shots. But yesterday was everything. It was the missed shots. It was the decision making. It was mm-hmm. it was uh, Kelly Oubre taking his cookies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like how you let how you let a boy like that with curly hair take you. I don't understand. But Kelly Oubre <laughs> took his took his cookies and he just didn't really. I don't know. He just seemed out of it. He seemed one step slow and he didn't really compete. And it's funny because. Um, we've been talking about rotations this whole time, mm-hmm. right? And we've complaining. Some people were complaining. Well, I was complaining a little bit about you know RJ's minutes when he's he's been getting too many minutes early, and then lately he's been sitting in the fourth quarter when he's not playing well. He plays the worst game of the season. I actually I tweeted this. I tweeted this. I was like, oh, he's I foresee him sitting in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a betting man. I would have bet money that he was sitting in the full quarter. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And and we lose the game. I just didn't understand that whole thought process and rationale of RJ running, um, playing in that fourth quarter. But it, it is what it is. Ryan, let me know. What did you see in this game, man? What did you see? Well, well before I even um, say my thoughts about the game, I do, I did, well, I do want to point out something, though, because I felt like, Going into this game, when I thought about it, I felt like this is a game that, that the Knicks might lose because you have to think about it. First home game in front of fans, Facts. so you know the emotions are there. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle was just named an All Star, and then on top of that, then on top of that, they had his mom on the big screen, Facts. you know, yeah. you know, congratulating him and things of that nature. And then on top of that, Golden State is going into this game on a two-game losing streak, they so you know they're mm-hmm. exactly so you know they're going to be hungry for a win, and then. You 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 pile all that together, and then the fact that you know the Golden State just has this bad name names this bad man named Steph Curry on their squad. On top of that, like he pretty much shut it down in the fourth quarter and pretty much sealed the game away for the Knicks. But um, I mean for the um Golden State Warriors, but for what I saw in the game, it was just the Knicks at times just looked very lethargic. Like they started the game lethargic. Yeah, absolutely. Golden State jumped out to that early lead. The second unit definitely helped them come back in the game. I mean, if you check the stats, the plus minus for the bench is crazy. But then you look at the starters, like Julius Randle minus 21, Reggie Bullock minus 21, Alfred Payton minus 22, RJ Barrett minus 21. So, I mean, the starters didn't hold up their end of the bargain. The bench did. But I felt like, you know, you only, like like Alex said, there was only production from really three players. And when you only have three players scoring against a team like Golden State, that's going to put up buckets. That's going to make it really tough for the team to pull out the win. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm going to expound on your point about the starters. And like you said, it was, it was, this was a letdown game. This is one of those games, you know, when, Brian, you know, like when, you know, teams, they win a championship. Like, I feel like this happens. Teams win a championship. They they have the the banner flowing and yep. the ring ceremony. All the teams are like cheering. Ah, the family's there. Ooh, we got it. Yeah, we're all happy. And then like the team that's across the street looking at this is like, oh, we gonna. Oh, y'all think y'all good, huh? Y'all think y'all nice? We gonna smack. We gonna smack fire out of you just because y'all just won that. I feel like that's exactly what happened. Like, yep. That's exactly what you explained to me, Ryan. It's like we're mentally too, too happy. We, we too mentally soft that day. 
<laughs> mentally soft that day. And and not to mention, you know, it's just hard to beat teams two times in a row, especially the way we beat Golden State before with no Draymond Green and Steph not playing well. And so I, I, I totally agree with that. And, and on top of that, you know, we missed a lot of easy buckets, man. We missed a lot of easy uh, buckets. Um, Nerlens Noel, for example, listen, the Golden State Warriors, they, they, they changed up their defensive schemes. We were able to pick, they was, we were able to pick a roll in the death the first time between IQ, between Randall, between, um, between RJ Barry, we able to pick and roll them to death. They switched up their whole defensive scheme against us. They trapped it to pick and roll and they forced us to do other things. And it stopped us from scoring a lot of time. And you saw New Orleans Willow had a lot of easy, re- um, looks at the basket and just straight up missed them. Straight up, straight up missed them. <laughs> <laughs> and then also on top of that, he had players open in the corner, passing to the corner, it happened to be Alfred Payton. He would also, you know, straight up missed that because you know, you know what it is. It's Alfred Payton. He's not going to shoot that three. He's going to the hole. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of surprising that we kind of even is even still in the game because we were down, I think, eleven points in that first quarter or before we kind of went on an eight-zero run to even get back in that game. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, we fought, we fought, but you know, the fight wasn't all the way there, really, really. But um, you know what? Who was fighting the, the second unit though? Let's, let's talk about the second unit because uh, one of the pros of this game to me was the second unit, um, Derrick Rose specifically, and I, I know what it is. I feel like Derrick Rose is both a pro and a con, and I'll explain that later. <laughs> Oh boy, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear a con. I'm, I want, very, I'm very curious <laughs> about this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm setting it up. Derrick Rose is a pro in the con. And, and if you want to hear what I'm about to say now, now hit that thumbs up and th- thumbs up button so you can hear what I say later. All right, just, just, just if you're curious, hit the thumbs up button. All right. So here's here's the thing about Derrick Rose, and this is what I was getting on him about last few games. We all know the second unit has been struggling. Derrick Rose. And uh, Emmanuel quickly specifically, right? They've been like they were like one for thirty-five in, in the past two games before this Golden State game. And mm-hmm. what I've been saying about Larry Gross in particular was I feel like he's been pressing. I feel like he's been chucking a little bit. Like when he first got here, when he's when he came here and he's playing Miami and when he's playing Atlanta and those teams, I feel like he was looking to set up his teammates a lot more. And I also felt like that was rubbing off on guys like Alec Burke. Um, and I think he went away from that. Um, we, we've had a long practice where they've been practicing with each other. And I do feel like Derrick Rose got his stuff uh, together a little bit this game. And he came out passing the ball. Six assists in the first half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, pushing the pace. Um, we actually had, uh, I think it was 12 fast break points in this in this game. Like, we, we, usually, we ended up with zero a lot of times. And because of him pitching the pace, I, I just feel like everybody was pushing the pace a little bit more. Even Alfred Payton, who had a 20-point game, I feel like uh, the pressure of Derrick Rose being here just fueled the fire for him to put it to put together a good game because there's somebody nipping at his tail. You know what I mean? So I'll say that um, Derrick Rose passing, especially in that first half, um, was great. The shooting in that first half as well was a lot better than um, the last few games. And that's to be expected. You didn't expect him to go, you know, one for 10 for the rest of the season. And I thought, um, you know, I thought I thought I rubbed up on that second unit. And for the most part, our second unit did well. Like those second and th- third or fourth quarters um, where we was gaining leads or, or we was um, extending leads was through the second unit. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. No, the, 
Yeah, absolutely. The second unit was doing most of the work, and like, especially in the first half, right? That's how we got up by four points. Unfortunately, they all went ice cold in the second half, and I think you know it went from. I think if you're alluding to that, Derrick Rose took a lot of shots in the second half. I think it was, you know, yeah. justified because you know Manuel quickly he was passing up some shots. He wasn't really feeling comfortable. I mean, we had Taj who was missing some bunnies. Right. My God, Obi Toppin Ooh. was, you know, he was out there for a limited time, but he did. He showed a little bit of something, right? He's getting, he's slowly getting comfortable with the game, but Tibbs pulled him out for Julius Randle because we needed some scoring late in the second half. Right. Right. And then you have Burks, who's, I love Burks. He's a glue, he's a glue guy. He's passing the ball well. I feel like it's been infectious just because um, Derek Rose has now shown up, and it gives like it gives him that flexibility to be a quasi playmaker and a shooter, but he wasn't feeling it in the second half either. He couldn't, he, he got, he had a few buckets, but unfortunately it was just not enough. So I think for Derek Rose, when you're looking around at the team and if IQ is being bashful about taking a shot or you're seeing the rest of the team is just not even making easy lands like Taj, what else can you do except say, all right, it looks like I got to try to put the team on my back for the second unit, at least to try to do something. So I think it was pretty justified by Derek Rose to, take all those shots um and that's why I kind of and that's why Tibbs left him in towards the end of the game and brought in Peyton and with RJ with Julius and you had you had Taj like ending the game because for the most part between Derrick Rose Peyton and Julius those were the only three guys that you had going and so yeah, no, it made yeah. sense to have all those three guys you know yeah and just to like um how you know continue to what um I was just saying um yeah, if there's one game where I'm not going to blame Derrick Rose to take a lot of shots is this game because, like, say, for example, quickly, like, there was one moment in the game where quickly had a wide open three and he mm-hmm. and he hesitated, which is not like mm-hmm. him, you know? So it's like when he don't have quickly scoring the ball and then they, they didn't really have no other option on offense really scoring for you, then it's like Derrick Rose has no choice to be like, you know what, I'm going to put this game on my shoulders and see if I could get the team back in the game. Because I think in the fourth quarter, like, in the beginning of the fourth, the Knicks had, like, six or seven stops straight yeah. on Golden State, and they couldn't buy a basket. Absolutely. And, yep. You know, and it's like nobody was scoring. So I, I don't blame Derrick Rose for trying to put it on his back to see if he was trying to get the team back into the game. So that's one game where I'm not going to blame Derrick Rose because mm-hmm. I think because I think quickly was being passive, and I feel like they weren't getting enough offensive production from all the other guys coming off the bench. All right, cool. Now, check this out, fam. I'm not blaming Derrick Rose for taking the shots. This is what I'm ultimately saying. (sighs) And how do I put this? It's weird when you're ending a game with Derrick Rose, (laughs) Alfred Payton, and also R.J. Barrett, who who wasn't shooting, right? Who wasn't shooting well. Like, that was just weird. Um, mm-hmm. you all know what happens in the fourth quarter with the spacing. It gets tight. Um, those drives that were working in that first half don't work in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what happened today. And I would also like to, to point out that, you know, hi, my name is Nancy. And I was worried about <laughs> back in the day, you know, last week, some, I, I specifically said my biggest worry about bringing Derrick Rose here is Tom loves Tom, Tom loves Alfred Payton. And he also loves Derrick Rose. And what you're going to see happen is 
quickly is going to be left out of the equation, not be playing on ball as much, and his minutes get cut. Lo and behold, in this game, <laughs> he ends the game with Alfred Payton and Derrick Rose playing the one and two, leaving no spacing with R.J. Barrett, who has his worst game of the year, playing the three. And then you're like wondering why, why we're missing so many layups in this fourth quarter. Here's the thing I'm gonna say. Here's the thing I'm gonna say about this though, because I see I see where you're coming from, and trust me, the way RJ Barrett was playing in this game, I probably would have sat him in the fourth quarter because it was clear that RJ did not have it, and I would have probably put quickly out there or or another shooter out there. Mm -hmm. But I kind of get Thibodeau's thinking because Thibodeau's thinking like, okay, quickly doesn't have it, you know, so it's like okay, I'm gonna put Rose and Payton back here because Rose has 16 points. He's one of the guys carrying us. Peyton also was also carrying us, especially in the first quarter. You know, I mean, especially in the first half when he was playing, like he was getting to the hoop at will. So it's like you're thinking, okay, Rose, Peyton, they're, they're actually scoring with Julius Randle. You know, we're gonna end out. We're gonna, we're gonna end the game that way. RJ Barrett playing. I'm not really sure where the um, thinking, <laughs> yeah, where, the, where the where the thinking yeah. came from there, yeah, but. Yeah. But but it's like I, I I get it like quickly quickly wasn't showing no signs of life and Bullock wasn't showing no signs of life like none of the shooters were showing signs of life Burks nobody so it's like you know what I think it was like you know what just f it like I'm gonna put these guys out there I'm gonna see if they can I'm gonna see if they can you know carry us to the win I feel like that, I feel like that's what he was thinking because <laughs> he had no other turn to like none of the shooters were shooting so it's like. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I'll at least do yeah. Burks, man. I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah. I, I guess this is. Go ahead, go, go ahead, Alex. Go no, ahead. I'm saying, I, I, it's so funny because JL's. When I heard you, when I heard you ask, like, why is Peyton all these guys in there? I'm like, I know you're gonna come to like, where's the shooting at this point? Because like, when you watch that lineup, and just to add on to what Ryan's saying too, like, I agree. I think Tibbs just said, you know what, F it. I just gotta throw these guys out there because I'm looking at my rook, who's a sharpshooter, and quickly, and he's being timid out there tonight. You know, he had only had one shot. Um, it was only one three-pointer that he made, which was like, it was nice. But then after that, he was just kind of hesitant to let it fly. So that's what you need out of quickly, though. And that's the whole point of like having D-Rose with quickly is that so quickly can just roam off ball and go find his spots while Derrick Rose just brings that attraction, just like knowing that he can attack the paint. And he didn't have it. So it make I get why he didn't have quickly out there. And, and that's fine. Mm. I agree, though. When you look at RJ, who was not having it going... That's where the head scratcher is. I'm like, okay, sure, last game he came down the stretch and had, you know, he had a really good game against the Timberwolves. Down the stretch he had a key bucket off the glass to get over a uh, cat just to, to help us bring us with it to, to win, right? Mm -hmm. And you may be like, okay, why don't I put this guy back out there? Because he did it against Cat. He did it in, uh, against the Timberwolves in crunch time because he, he he didn't do it. Uh, what, was the, what was the game that we lost? Uh, what was it against? Was it Orlando? I think it was against Orlando. Yeah, and was it Orlando that he had the play? No, it was Miami. Like you remember the Miami game where the play was drawn for him. He came around the screen, go, yeah, went yeah. downhill, and he missed it. And it's like, all right, RJ did it this time against the Timberwolves. Let's see if he can do it again. And right. I can get why I can get why you put him out there when you're not getting anything else from quickly. I don't know. I would kind of love Burks out there though because RJ that, was not showing saying. it though. Yeah, like I, I kind of, I, I can, I can like rationalize where that logic is going, but when I look at it, it's like, put a shooter out there, like we give me Burks. Like it's so funny that Bulk hits the one three pointer <laughs> at the man. end of the game. <laughs> it's like really, like, like I, I, anybody else though, anybody else, anybody else. I'm, 
at this point, man, I, and just just the fact that Tibbs just took so long to make an adjustment in that third quarter when we were getting spitted anked. Kale, I was like, all right, this this is the score is running up. Can we make a change now? Like you calling timeouts, cool, dope. Timeout, talk about it. You call timeout, bring him back outside, and they do the same thing. You call timeout again, you bring him out out, and 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 it's the same result. I've I've watched Julius Randle on JJ Reddick's podcast talk about you know accountability, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, I want a coach who's gonna make me accountable. And Tibbs, for the most part, has been holding people accountable. You can see he's yelling at people through the sideline. He's turning bright red, and he, like he's do. But I feel like the last step of accountability is taking minutes. That's the last step. And I feel like. He he has to do that at some point with some of these guys if they're not producing. That's- yeah, I, I I get that. Like I get like I get what you're going for, but it's like, do you want him to do it? Like like we're not seeing like this is like the first game where they like really had like a bad stretch from like the first unit all around, like against the Wolves, right? It was the first unit that dragged them through that whole right. game. Yeah, and and the previous game, like even though we lost to the Magic, it was the first unit again. So it's kind of like okay, I see the second unit has it going. I, I get I get it, but it's like the first unit has been pretty reliable for the last couple of games. So I I get it, but I get I get what you're saying, Jalos. I, I I totally get. It. I at some point, like if you see something like consistent, like and it's not working, you got to change. And I'm all for like, you know, if you see a player that's not having it during that game. And it's like a stretch, like even when we had Austin Rivers, right? Right. He was, he was having like a yeah. ba- he had a bad stretch. I'm like, what? Okay, and you I'm, clearly I'm see at the bench, like Knox, Frank, exactly. Somebody. Yes. At, at that point, <laughs> at that point, like when it's so many games in a row, and I'm seeing someone just not do it, it's like, all right, we have other guys. Pull Bats. this guy and do it. But like for one game, like if this happens again, the next game, I'm gonna be like, all right, maybe we should just be like. Try somebody else, but right. I yeah. Once again, like I get, I get the thought process. I think it's not bringing in the second unit who's ha- who's having it sooner. I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree with that. And I also agree with like R.J. Barrett, just like not like should not have been in the fourth quarter. This is like the game where the it's like game. If there's a time. The yeah. There's like if there's a time where R.J. didn't have to play tonight. Yesterday night was that night. That but was it. I I. I, I I agree with just like trying to like hold like get on Tibbs, but it's like I feel like this game was just like it's a, it's a weird game to like really evaluate in all honesty for me. And I'm gonna qualify this by saying this: I always have to every time every time I criticize Tibbs, I have to I have to say this. I appreciate everything Tibbs <laughs> is doing. <laughs> you know, yeah, we are. This is the best coach we've had. I have this old man in my head. This is the best coach we've had since. Mike Woodson. I like his I like the job he's doing overall. He's heading the team in the right direction. He got Julius Randle to be an all-star. I like him in general. I'm just criticizing the things that I'm seeing go wrong. 
You, you know what you remind me of right now, J. Ellis? Re- remember our first take when Stephen A. ever talked about LeBron James and people thought he was hating on LeBron every time he talked about him, you know, whenever he said something that was, like, negative about oh LeBron? Oh, my. Am I getting compared and, and, to Stephen A.? Oh, Lord. And, 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 and then you have the bar at the bottom that says, like, LeBron's a great father and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remind me of Stephen A. right now. Yo, because I, I criticized Tom Thibodeau, like, last week. This guy's like, give him a break. I was like... Okay, maybe this is your first time watching the show, but I I give Tom Thibodeau praise every episode. So uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I give him praise every episode. <laughs> so just let just know that I still like Tom Thibodeau. I just have my weird qualms about him with his rotations, and I think a lot of people do at this time. I, I don't think I'm the only one at this point. Am I right? No, I? you're right. I mean, yeah. look, we ha- like I, I was just agreeing with you. Like when you have Austin Rivers, who's just not showing it. Even like when Reggie Bullock was not showing, it, I'm just like, okay. Can we get Knox in there? Can we get right? If Derrick Rose we... isn't here, would Austin Rivers still be in the lineup? Oh my God, that's that's a, that's a ter- that's a terrifying question to. As <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, and I and like I like Austin Rivers too, but you know, Derrick Rose has been finding people open for the most part. Yeah, well, yeah. Austin Rivers was not doing that, and you know that was my that was that was my biggest concern when everyone's like Austin Rivers should be the starting point guard. I'm just like he's a, a good combo guard. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Austin Rivers will dribble, 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 dribble. That's what Austin Rivers does. Exactly, he dribble, 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 dribble. That's exactly what he does. He's, he dribbles, dribble, <laughs> dribble, dribble. And, and, and that's all. I, and, and that's all I'm saying. That that's my biggest qualm with the game. I mean, we lost the game. The def, you know, the defense wasn't there once again. We got punched him out for the third quarter. I do feel like you know, I, I want to stop these bad habits before they start because we saw it with the Timberwolves game. We got away with it. I don't want to reinforce bad habits like by going, look, we can play like a day school and 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 win, and and, and we just carry that on. I nip that in the bud. We are we are tr- at this point. I know some Knicks fans don't want to be in the playoffs, but I, I know these guys. You know, they've been losing for a while. They want to play for something. They try to make a playoff push, and if that's what you want to do. You can't have games. You can't have you can't have stretches when you don't play defense, and tips. You have to be sharper with your rotations and just being adaptable in general when things are going correctly for long stretches of time. That that that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And and breaking news: Ryan just told me. Brian, I, I want to hear your predictions of, of this. Ryan, before the the, the the pod started, he said that the New York Knicks, um, Alfred Payton will not be playing against the Sacramento Kings tomorrow. Well, they didn't say he's not playing. They just say he's doubtful, which means oh, more than likely doubtful. he's not. Okay, yeah, more than, that, which means more than likely he's not playing. More than likely he is not playing with the Sacramento Kings tomorrow, tomorrow, meaning he is doubtful. Your predictions for the rotation. <laughs> if Alfred <laughs> well, Payton isn't starting, who do you think is going to start tomorrow? I, th- I, th- I think this is the obvious answer, Derrick Rose. <laughs> it's, it's the obvious answer. <laughs> because For sure. Yeah, that's who we trust. And I feel like in, in place of Derrick Rose coming off the bench, it's going to be Austin Rivers because I feel like he's going to be the next guard in line. So my prediction, Derrick Rose starting, Austin Rivers coming off the bench. Derrick Rose starting, Austin Rivers. You're going Austin Rivers as the backup point guard. Yes, coming off it quickly. Yes. Woo. Alex. I, I know Derrick Rose is a lock. We all know that. We can I, I, yep. we can already see that. By the, the substitution patterns tell me. I watch substitution patterns. That's how I see with how. <laughs> yeah. That's how I see how the coaches are thinking. I watch substitution patterns. If you watch substitution patterns last week, it was kumbaya. 
Derrick Rose and 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 quickly they came in together holding hands. We're gonna do this team, raw. Like that's how they he they substituted stubbed him the last week. <laughs> this week, Derrick Rose is in there dolo. So we already know Derrick Rose is starting. He's he's the point guard. <laughs> oh man, yeah. If it's gonna be Derrick Rose, I'm probably gonna have to lean. You know, Austin Rivers. I would like to see Frank get some touches tomorrow. Um, I would like to see Frank as like a two or a three next to quickly playing the one because I think they could play the backcourt pretty well together. But it's most likely Austin Rivers who's going to get the nod just because when even was was it, when Frank was there, Austin Rivers was the first one off the bench when it came, when it came with the second unit with quickly. So I can only I can only imagine uh, Austin Rivers coming in. I'd like to be shocked tomorrow. Um, I want to be shocked too. That'd be dope. Yeah, I want to be shocked too. <laughs> I want to be shocked. <laughs> if I see Frank play tomorrow and he plays well, I'm going to be I'm going to be mad annoyed. I'm just going to let y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be mad annoyed. But 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 but, but here's the, but here's the thing though, man. Like if, if like if say by some miracle he plays Frank tomorrow in place of um Derrick Rose coming off the bench since he's going to be starting. And Frank plays well. The thing is, is that when Alfred Payton comes back, it, I can't see Frank coming back on the court, even if he does play well. That's the that's the other thing I want to wonder because Frank lost his spot because he got injured, and then somebody else was playing well. He, mm-hmm. Like he, you know, what I'm saying it's not necessarily he was playing bad. Somebody else came back, like, and, and then he got injured. So if somebody else is playing well, will Alfred Payton make his way back into the lineup? That's a, that's a, that's a, uh... that's a I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. I think. I think. It only works I, for rookies, it, right? It only works for. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. Peyton is is locked like Reggie Bullock. Like Reggie Bullock was gone for a while, and as soon as Reggie was healthy, it's like, all right, Reggie, you're back out there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can yeah. own. If he's been rocking with Peyton because he likes Peyton's defense, which is what Thibodeau is like known for and what he's been saying, Peyton is coming back in and he's going to start. I there. It's... I I look. I I I agree. I I get it. I agree. I would like to see some change. I know Alfred Payne is is like, it's tough to watch sometimes. Although I will say Alfred Payne's been, been playing better. He's better. Been better. He's yeah. been playing yes. better. Yes. So I'm not I'm not gonna knock him for that. I'm gonna I give agree. him credit where credit is due. I agree. So that's the only th- that's the only reason why is that he's been playing better, which I think is due to Derrick Rose now being on the bench and Payne's like, look, I like my starting job. Mm-hmm. I like knowing I'm gonna go in first. <laughs> so I think I think Payne is just gonna work to continue to get. <clears throat> those minutes so no you're right like i think it's a lock for what we got honestly i think what we the, the, the 10 that we see is a lock and unless someone's injured for an ex- extended amount of time are we going to see anyone else come in any yeah. ch- any chance that this is a fake injury <laughs> <laughs> all right so because actually, trade thought- deadline is is approaching and we got to see who can do what all right, is this, is my, I'm conspiracy theory mind is, is going right now. I'm like, is this real? He just all played right. 600 minutes yesterday, and now all of a sudden he's doubtful. I'll, I'll say this. I only thought of that being conspiracy for Nerlens Noel because I'm like, I think Taj needs to get some minutes to get his legs back under him. So that's why when they have like Nerlens out for a few games, it's like, we need to get Taj some run just so that he's like comfortable to go back out there at some right. point. Um I don't. I don't know about this one though. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't I, I think did, they're trying did. to shop um shop Austin Rivers? I mean, it's a possibility because Austin Rivers. Even even I think even the other day I think it was Ian Begley or somebody asked Austin Rivers if he's aware of like the trade rumors and this and that. And this and that. Austin Rivers is aware, so it's like 
Austin Rivers knows that, he, you know, it's a possibility that he might be moved before the trade deadline, but I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the way where the Knicks are at the moment, the Knicks are trying to play for a playoff spot. I don't think they would sacrifice Payton going down with an injury just to play Austin Rivers and see if they go shop him. I'm saying he's fake. It's, 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 it's the game. Sit down the game. <laughs> Maybe I don't, know. Kings, I don't know. Though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Against the Kings, though, like oh, against the we, Kings, we gotta beat the Kings. Oh, that has to be a dub. If we lose to the Kings, Kings just lost eight straight, by the way. So we gotta spank them. Like if we, man, I swear, ooh, if we lose, if we lose to the Kings, I'm pushing. Like, I'm gonna, my, my remote's gonna look like Alan Hans if, if we lose to the Kings. All right, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's my. This is my thing too. It's like the Kings usually give us trouble, especially with the Aaron Fox. Yeah, the Aaron Fox always cooks us. I I don't know if Tibbs, who loves Peyton, is gonna say. Sure, Peyton. We just lost to the Warriors. Take a day off <laughs> so we can shop Austin Rivers. I don't I can't I can't I don't think Tibbs would be I don't think this is that game to do it. I if it was if it was like the, the Timberwolves, I'd be like Hmm. I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe it's Worldwide West. Shut up the Worldwide West. Maybe I maybe that's why <laughs> maybe it's Worldwide West. I don't know. I'm just I'll spitball. I don't know. I, conspiracy I think, theories. He's he's shopping he's shopping in the background. He's he, you know, he's having secret meetings. I don't know. I'll, I'll no, say this, don't believe like, me don't believe me you two i'm just i'm just spat stuff i'll say this austin rivers is intriguing enough because of his contract like his contract set up that a team would gladly take him on for three million this season knowing that it's not fully guaranteed for the next two seasons so i don't think there has to be that much like playing time to see that he's still got it he's still young he's played well in houston he's played well for most of his stops they know i think everyone around the league knows what austin rivers is at this point they're not looking for anything anything new so if if he's not getting minutes i think the teams realize it's like okay they got derrick rose a lot of these guys are playing well i don't think it means that he's just terrible i think it's that he hasn't had a shot to work his way out of his funk right and there's just a new player in the rotation but i still i still think teams will Look to get Austin Rivers. I just don't know what his value is. He's definitely tradable, though. Absolutely, yo. Like, I'm not sure what type of move the Knicks are making, but I'm sure, pretty sure the Knicks are are trying to make a move and go for this, um, you know, before the trade deadline. You know, seeing as they got Derrick Rose and Austin Rivers just sitting here, I can see them trying to move two players for one bare minimum. I can see them doing that. Whereas Rivers franking something or or something in that nature, I can see that happening before the trade deadline is over. I'm just not sure who. At this point, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right, yo, hit that thumbs up button if you like what you're seeing, man. We just doing a quick recap show. Um, about to wrap it up real quick. I know my man got got somewhere to go. He started a little bit late, but okay. Let me just shout out to the chat. Let me just read some chats and then end the show real quick. Talk about the schedule. Let me wrap it up. All right. So you don't have to play Rivers to stop him. The league knows who he is, and he's played not, and his play not help shop him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rude A for the comment. Jimmy UCLA says, get Bill for the right price or Drummond. Uh, I, I've said I'm, this a million times on this show. I'm not good on this Drummond thing, man. Like, Drummond has no place here for us, man. I, like, I'm not playing yeah. first-round picks for, you know, the old dinosaur center to, to pair with Julius Randle. Yeah, then on top of that, I already expressed my views on the Bill trade in the, you know, in the podcast show that, you know, we just posted up, you know, it's not the right time for the build trade because the Knicks are not one piece away. The Knicks are still several pieces away. And to waste young asses at this point for Bill, I think is not the right move at the moment. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I um, agree as well. 
Jimmy UCLA says Knicks fans want EP out. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we kind of do. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> but he's playing well, so I'm not gonna get him on him too much. Yeah. <laughs> Johan Salmon says Frank never had a spot. Uh yeah, you're you're right. And even Knox's spot was kind of temporary because he acted like he had a spot, but really his spot was really on the bench. They're using a yeah. situation ship like all these other Knicks over here. He's in the wrong situation right now. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And me, I, I got to shout the the fat boy with kicks. $2 super chat says, we need Lonzo ASAP. A point guard activates the whole team. Thoughts on Lonzo Ball coming to the Knicks, guys? I, w- I would love to get Lonzo Ball and have him run point for the Knicks. But it's just that, I don't know. Lonzo's playing good on New Orleans right now. So I'm not sure I'm not sure how willing New Orleans is to train him at the moment. I would think that Bledsoe's probably, they're probably more willing to trade Bledsoe right now. But, hey, if the Knicks would get Lonzo, I'd be with it. What is the price? Yeah, I, yeah it's definitely the price. I would like to get Lonzo, too. I mean, if you could ship Alfred Payton uh, in that deal to get Lonzo Ball, I think they're looking to get a first-round pick in return. I don't know if I'm really nope. ready to send a first-round pick when you could probably use that first-round pick to get something more and on top of that Lonzo is going to be a re- restricted free agent this offseason so if you really want Lonzo you can just pay him and that's the other thing if you want for, if the Knicks are going to trade for him they're going to have to pay him because you're not just giving up assets to let a guy walk out the door exactly because you know he, he's drafted the same year as you know Frankie these guys so all those guys contracts are, are expiring at the same time so if we if we trading for him that means we are planning on keeping him mm-hmm. straight up and Shoot, I'm not, I, I'd rather try to sign him the offseason without giving up any assets if that's the case. But, um, you know, I agree. if we even try to get him, you know what I'm saying? But I need to see some, some better shooting from him overall for, for mm-hmm. to consider even that. All right, all right. So, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. All right, so you know what? Um, let's, 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 let's play a quick build real quick. Let me play a quick build real quick. So shout out. Shout out to the guys at Manscaped, you know. Who, uh, this, so this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. It says, hey, fellas, we're in the thick of winter and the storm is brewing. It looks like one to three inches in the forecast. When you trim that hibernation bush, that's crazy. That's taking place <laughs> in your pants. That's super crazy. <laughs> Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Nice. <laughs> no comment. Manscape, I need extra for saying that. All right, I'm I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> yeah, get that trimmer 3.0 too. You already know what the deal is, man. You don't want down there looking like Fizdale's hair right now. So get the trimmer 3.0, shave down there, and there's Nicky Knickers. It works in the shower, and it's you know waterproof and has LED lights so you can see what's going on. Trust me, it works. It's functional. It's better than regular clippers that you use to shave your face you, you want to separate those guys all right trust me yes yes don't, don't yes I am. don't you don't want to you don't line up your hair with the same clippers that you're using down there don't do that trust me yeah. <laughs> that's a fact yeah <laughs> mo- most definitely don't forget the best kept secret the ball, ball deodorant, deodorant. Yep. yes ball go deodorant. get that go get that yes <laughs> your girl will thank you all right <laughs> <laughs> All right, to wrap it up, man, let's talk about this, man. I know, Alex, uh, the Knicks are in the thick of it in the playoffs. No, we could be in the playoffs in the play-in. And it seems like we're on track. But um, there's going to be another big hurdle to jump across, and that hurdle is the NBA schedule. <laughs> yes. The schedule oh, has man. been released recently. Um, and it's a little brutal, guys. It's, it's a little brutal. Um, especially towards the end, 
towards the end, we were playing a. You were on a brutal West Coast trip. Where we played the Houston Rockets, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, the LA Clippers, and the Los Angeles Lakers in a six game stretch. If it's close and we're around 500, that little stretch can determine if we're a playoff or a play in team. <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> thoughts on this record, guys? If there's any thoughts, I know it's not, it's not like a long, drawn out, you know. <laughs> I mean, I looked through the schedule, and in the second half of the schedule, the Knicks have very few gimmies. Like, the majority of those games are going to be tough games or games where the Knicks are more, are more likely going to lose. So the Knicks better be on it the second half of the season. Like, there's, like, the Knicks, the Knicks got to be on their P's and Q's. They got to definitely go after it because anyhow – Especially that that um six game road trip towards the end of the season. Anyhow, the Knicks are like two, three games like out of a spot. It's it's not gonna look good. Like the Knicks gotta really be on it, and they're gonna have to really try to see if they can get like at least like a maybe a, a good two, three game cushion for those playoff spots. Right. So that when they so that so that when they hit that West Coast trip, they can you know cover themselves and still get into the playoffs. But yeah, it's a really tough schedule, man. Yeah, we have, we we have to do due diligence at this portion of the schedule to to really make sure that we're doing things right correctly for sure. Any thoughts on this, Alex? It's a brutal schedule, man. Uh, overall, a lot of tough teams that we got to play between the Bucks, the Sixers. You got to play the Lakers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, uh, the Knicks. As Ryan said, what we saw against Minnesota, they cannot come out and just be lax they're not a team that can be lax any night they have to be on at all times in order to win uh they, they're just not there yet talent wise like julius randall all-star kudos to him congrats like he he's <clears throat> totally deserving of it putting the team on his back this season truly is the engine of the new york knicks um complete 180 from last season but him alone it, it, it's not going to work as we saw against the Warriors. Yeah. He's going to need some help. You know, we're going to need that second unit to really come in and play at that high tempo speed and provide the scoring and attack and just really demolish second units that they were at the beginning of the, when the, we got D Rose 74 point different differential between opposing second units to begin with. That's what we need again in order for us to keep this, uh, this winning streak or, or to, get, to just continue winning in general, sustainable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, we're, you know, the question is, are the Knicks going to be buyers at the deadline? It looks like they are just based on how what they did for D. Rose, yeah. right? So we got to get shooting in that first unit because, shooting. you know, Bullock by himself is not it. Uh, you, you need nope. more than that. I know Julius Randle is shooting 41% from three right now. RJ has worked his way back up to a respectable league average uh, around there from the remaining games, but... We need better and more consistent shooters. We need those true like three and D guys. And Reggie Bullock is—he's so hit or miss that it's just not reliable. So Nick's got to probably make a move before the trade deadline, and really just got to be on top of it if they're going to try and make the playoffs. It's a rough schedule, especially that West Coast trip. Playing the Lakers, Clippers, uh, Grizzlies—it's—it's it's not easy. It's not pretty. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna say this, and I, this is this is what I hope to happen. On some Zen, you know, Julius Randle offset, like grow from within, dog. Like, can we grow from within? Like, I would love for Tom Thibodeau to do certain things to tweak some of these rotations, tweak some of these minutes, to get guys like Emmanuel some more minutes. Who, who's our best hope at getting shooting here? 
Mm-hmm. Like, get him some more minutes. Get him some more touches at point guard, shooting guard. Just get him more, you know, more time in general. Um, OB Toppin, experiment with him some. Like, there was a golden opportunity missed last game. Um, and I get it. He wants to win sometimes. And it, it, and you know, he's scared to try stuff, except, you know, he's, he's, he's happy to try Derrick Rose and Elton Payton together. But, you know, OB Toppin, he was three for three yesterday. He played great defense all game on guards, on big men. So reward the man for playing good. You know, he hit a three right before he came out. Mm-hmm. Leave him in the game. Get, maybe get some space in there with, with, um, with Randall and Obi Toppin and another three. Like maybe you get some even extra spacing. Now that point guard who can go to the hole, you know, might have a little bit more spacing now that we have two shooters at the, at the center and power forward position. Like, Maybe the answer is within if we just were able to try some things out. You know what I'm saying? That's- yeah, and here and here is my concern too, because if you look at the schedule too, at most the Knicks only have one day off. Like Knicks are gonna either be playing back to back, or they're gonna have one day off and then they have to play a game like on on the other day. And my concern is that with Thibodeau, the way he yes, the the way Read he spreads mind. the way he spreads minutes throughout the team. If it, it, it scares me that the team might be burned out Yes. towards the end of the schedule. And I just hope that Thibodeau will do a better job of monitoring minutes, you know, in the second half of the schedule and hopefully go beyond the 10-man rotation when needed and play some of the guys like Knox, Frank, if Austin Rivers is still here, Austin Rivers and guys like that sometimes, you know, just to, you know, give some guys, you know, a bit of rest so they're not burned out by the time the season ends. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a, a whole. That's exactly where I was going with that. Also, Ryan, like it, it will help to give because you already see that Randall, he's burnt out by the end of games, and you can see with the shooting, he shoots in the beginning, the first two to three quarters, his three point shooting is always on point. That fourth quarter, I feel like the legs get buckled down. He's only trying to go to the hole at that point, and I feel like you know if we get Obi some minutes, we if we have Julius Randle playing less minutes, we and we reward Obi with more time as he's playing at. When it gets to the end of the season, we can save Julius Randle's legs. You know what I mean? Because we're gonna need him. He's been an iron horse for us all all season, but that's that can help us tremendously towards the end if we're like more forward thinking and not just thinking about, you know, today. I agree. With, I agree with both of you, and it's gonna be up to Tibbs to really adjust some minutes and really just stagger some minutes too, and to make it easier for Randle too, because. Especially when you see him with the first unit with the limited shooting, right? It doesn't help him at all. It's that's what's even more impressive. He's averaging twenty three points while being in a lineup that doesn't have that much shooting. Exactly. Um, you know, I'd like to see him stagger it with quickly. I'd like to see RJ stagger with quickly and D Rose in that second unit to help it make it easier for them. Facts. Maybe that's just a way to get more points on on the board and create a larger cushion. And then you can bring in Obi Toppin and just still do some mixing and matching. Um, I agree with I agree with that take. So hopefully Tibbs can learn that because, as Ryan pointed out, they're going to have at least one day off uh, before the next game. The slate is difficult for the Knicks, and they it's it's not really there's no really there's not a lot of chance to get a lot of rest. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right, man. So that is our show. That's our show. Thanks for watching, you guys. Um, please like, uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Um, final shout-out to everybody who's in the chat. Shout-out to Rude A, Eric Castro, Junior Henre, um, everybody who was here, here early, Joe Madden, uh, Rick Harrison, uh, 
Nuggie, Nuggie Fresh. I see you, Nuggie. Nuggie Fresh in the building. Shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> I always got to do that when I see my guy, Andrew Rodriguez. Shout out to everybody who supports um, Nick Time And also Alex Tricaster, man. Uh, thanks for coming, man, and sharing, and sharing your time with us, man. All right. Jay Elvis, Ryan, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So where can you find yes, you one sir, more time, yes, Alex? Sir. You guys can find my stuff at Hoops Habit, uh, part of the Fan Side Network. Uh, I cover the Knicks there and some of the NBA. Um, mostly Nuggets, but I'm not covering the Knicks. You can also find some of my stuff at KnicksFanTV.com. You can also find the podcast at Knicks, Jets, etc. on all streaming pa- platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, you name it, it's all there. And if you're all into sports betting, you can find me over at Tally Sites giving my input on the Knicks and some other NBA teams. All right. Cool. Where can you find you, sir? Ryan? You'll find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R. G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. And you can find me on Twitter at Sir underscore G is best. All right. You can also find us at the KOT Show on on um on Twitter, Nick Time Show on Instagram. And also, shout out, look at the blog, too, NickTimeShow.com. Shout out to all the writers over there who are contributing. You know, uh, Rob, Ken, Mikey, Fritz, everybody holds us down for us, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Y'all do a great job, man. Also, get some merch, man. KOT Caps on sale. Shout out to so if you cop one already. Thank you for copping one. Um, if you got more, just go to nicktimeshow.com and, and get your KOT caps if you want to, plus more merch. All right? That is our show. Thanks for watching, guys. Please like, share, subscribe, man. We're going to be doing a lot more of these. The next show should be will be on Friday just to talk about that Kings game. That should be a win, damn it. If it's not, I'm flipping desks. I'm breaking phones. <laughs> I'm, I'm causing havoc. All right? Word. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you, Alan Hahn. That is our show. <laughs> we out of here, man.